Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. A Dear Media original podcast. Hi, welcome to Good Instincts. I'm Shira Barlow, but you may know me as the food therapist. Join me every Thursday for the same thoughtful support to help you close the gap between where you are right now and where you want to go. This should feel good like really good. And it will, I promise. So I am here on October 11th. That's when we're recording this episode. And I just want to acknowledge that this, this isn't a normal time. This is a really hard time. And there was a really violent terrorist attack over the weekend, over the long weekend. And it's been, it's been really hard to kind of think about going back to regular life. Um, and I've been thinking about coming back and recording today a lot. And I've been thinking about how it would just be helpful for me to acknowledge that things aren't normal and it's not a normal time. And if I do that, then I think that I can show up in the way that I need to because I have seen clients this week and I have held space this week. And there's going to be more on that towards the end of the show about how to take really good care right now and really connect to yourself right now because I think that that's what's been coming up in my community in terms of my clients. But I think just acknowledging that it's a hard time and that there are really disturbing images all over social media and a lot of really disturbing things. And it's really hard on our nervous systems. And I think we're all worried and concerned about humanity. And I am going to show up today in the same way that I do all the episodes. And I'm really happy to do that, but it's helpful for me to just like say that first and foremost. So the first thing that I wanted to talk about is something that I maybe kind of alluded to in past episodes, but I wasn't really fully ready to talk about it until it was resolved which is that I changed car insurance recently. I'm afraid that if I like go into the whole story right now, it will sound like I'm about to go into an ad, but it's not. I just was changing my car insurance, but I didn't realize that it would take a minute for the new one to like come on. So I actually, between deciding on one and then that actually going through, I didn't have the ability to drive my car for two weeks. So I essentially, it wasn't like obviously legal for me to drive my car without insurance or maybe it's legal, but it's just not a good idea. Either way, I didn't. I didn't drive for two weeks. And that was obviously incredibly hard because it's 
LA and it's hard not to have a car and it was inconvenient. But I will say that I walked a lot. And it's really interesting because there's things that I walk to that I really wouldn't normally walk to. And I will say that I have the privilege of being in an area that is walkable to a large extent. LA isn't a super walkable place, but where I happen to live, there there are things that I can get to in walking distance. And of course, I could take like an Uber or Lyft, but I wanted to try and minimize that to a certain extent. And it was kind of a little bit of a challenge and it was really interesting to do. But I have to say that I don't think I've felt or looked kind of better in this way for a long time, just truly with more walking. And I've gotten a lot of comments from people I know who are like, what are you up to right now? Um, and I was like, no, literally, it's it's walking. And I think it's a combination of walking, but also I have been, and again, this is such a luxury because I live close enough to a grocery store, but a grocery store that I would normally very much drive to. But I've been going and I've been carrying my groceries home. And so I think there's a combination of walking with some level of like carrying while walking. But it it kind of has just brought me back to this idea that we have discussed on this show before, but that, you know, it's the really kind of simple daily things that make a huge difference. I really do come from this old school mindset that back in the day, I felt like if you truly were not grinding your body into the absolute ground, it was not a workout. If it wasn't like an hour of cardio or an hour of boot camp or an hour of something so strenuous that you could like feel your lungs wanting to collapse, that that wasn't a workout. And I really do take it gentle. I do weight train, especially when I am ovulating and during my follicular phase. I also do Pilates, but I really do pull back on everything during my luteal phase, during my menstrual phase. And the thing is, is that like truly with just walking every day, mostly, and carrying some things while I've been walking, I really did kind of lean out in this way that I feel really good about. So I don't know if there is a way for you to get more steps, if that feels good to you. It's a very, very gentle way to do it. A lot of people talk about 10,000 steps, which I did track and feel very good with 10,000 steps. But you know what's also really good? 7,500. I think 7,500 as a goal, if that is more manageable, is something that is really, really good to do. I don't monitor my like blood glucose at all. But if I did, I bet you it would have been doing incredibly well, better than normal. And there were times that I would like walk home after a meal. There were times again, where I would totally normally just like jump into my car and grab something that I actually was able to like fit into my day because I kind of had to. So if you're hearing this, and you're feeling like there is a way to get more steps in, I'm here to say that it has been incredibly helpful for me and I'm really going to keep it up. And there's this funny thing, which is that, you know, obviously with a kid, it is incredibly inconvenient to not have a car. But Oliver and I got into this kind of tradition on Saturdays where I would walk and he would scoot to this area where we would like have lunch and hang out and play. And then he would scoot home and I would walk home. And it is probably, I didn't check, but it's probably like a mile and a half, maybe. 
it ends at, at first when we started, he was like, oh my gosh, how long till we get there? And then by the end of the two weeks, he was so into it. And then this past Saturday, I had my car back and I was like, oh, we have to go pick up a birthday gift for your for your friend. We could drive over there. How exciting is that? And he was like, no, wait, I loved scooting. And so I don't know if there is a way to get the scooters involved and the kids involved and more steps involved. Again, like not even the 10K steps as a goal. 7,500, I think is a totally noble goal for steps and feels incredibly well because there were a couple of days where I I did just get that. But a lot of days living in LA, I, I really don't. So it was huge. Steps are it. It really doesn't have to be a grinding your body into the ground thing to get like real results and walking and carrying kind of heavy things sometimes. The next thing I wanted to share that also came up this weekend was something that, I don't know, I think that could be helpful for people. I have been really open on the podcast about being someone who has kind of like naturally a squishy stomach. Like I am thin, I am fit. I have always had like really like small arms and legs, but I'm someone, even at my fittest, there is like this squishy part of my stomach that is just never not squishy. And for a really long time, I was at war with that part of my body. And it's always been like my biggest insecurity. There was a whole episode on the fact that I was at a party and someone asked me when I was due. And it's because again, and I know it, it's because of my body shape. I have like, again, small arms and legs. And then if I'm kind of like slouched over, or I think any woman who's ever given birth ever, if you're kind of like standing in the wrong way, you could in theory look like you're in your first trimester. It's just like a fact of life. But because of all of it, it has been something something that has been something I've tried really hard to accept. And I I think that you can be both in acceptance of something and like want to kind of like be the best fittest version of yourself, which is what I help a lot of clients do. But, you know, Oliver's five now and he's not as snuggly as he once was. And that is totally just a part of his development. And I totally get it, but I do miss the snuggles. But this past weekend, and I, I do wonder if, if perhaps it, it all comes together in this way of kind of knowing on some level that there's like a collective grief going on. But he wanted to snuggle me. And truly the only place on my body that was really like cozy and snuggly for him to like put his head was this very specific part of my tummy. And again, it is the part of me that I have been at war with for pretty much my whole life. And in that moment, that area really did me a solid because it was like the coziest, yummiest place for him to rest his head. And otherwise, it really wasn't like that much of a cozy experience. So if you have a part of your body that you've struggled with and have had a hard time accepting, I totally normalize that because I have that too. And at the same time, I also want to normalize growing into these parts and especially the parts where our body has changed because we have lived life. And even if we're not parents, and especially if we're not parents, just having our bodies be a place where we're allowed to have places that we want to work on. And at the same time, just like accepting that all of those parts are actually a part of us. And I've also talked about in the past how like I would moisturize my whole body and like dry brush my whole body, but then I would ignore that one part of my stomach. 
and that how giving that part of my stomach love, like extra love and being like, oh no, that's the part of my body that needs extra care has been really helpful for me also. So maybe that would be helpful for you. This is really a mishmash of so many different things this episode, but bear with me because these were all things that I felt like were important and made sense. So the next thing I wanted to talk about is totally shifting gears. And it is this idea of girl dinner for kids. So hear me out. So the other day, Oliver got home from school and I made him this kind of random snack tray, but I did it in a muffin tin. So I took cheese and I sliced that up into like a couple different pieces and dispersed that in the muffin tins. I did a chicken sausage in the air fryer. Easiest thing in the world. I like the Applegate sweet Italian. They're actually not sweet at all, but they're really good. The kids also love like the chicken apple sausages, but I air fried that. I chopped that up again and dispersed that into the muffin tin. And then I also put like a little bit of pretzels, a little bit of popcorn. I caught up some carrots. I cut up some apple and it was all dispersed in the little muffin tins. And I have to tell you, he was obsessed with it. And it's not so different from a lunch I would serve him normally, but something about having it in the muffin tins and having it be kind of snacky was very exciting for him. And then the other day I asked him what he wanted for dinner. And he's like, is there any way you would make me one of those kind of muffin tin things? And I was like, yes. I will. And again, it is basically just like deconstructed dinner. Like, I mean, there was carrot, there was protein from the cheese and the chicken apple sausage. And there was a starch element. Of course, it was like a snacky starch element from the pretzels and the popcorn. But I don't know. I think that that's a fine dinner. Like coming from me, if you want to know if that's like a balanced dinner, that feels absolutely fine to me. So for whatever reason, and maybe for the same reason that we love girl dinner, the kids, I believe, are going to be really into this and it also takes some pressure off. So I don't know, maybe try that, especially now if you're feeling like you're having a hard time, you know, thinking about doing everything and doing everything in the way that you normally do it. I don't know, maybe give yourself a break and do like a girl dinner for kids. Again, it has all the elements of a balanced meal, but it's deconstructed and I think they're into it. And then the other thing I wanted to talk about was something that I'm seeing in my practice right now because I do think that there is a collective grief going on. And I do find that I'm seeing a lot of people this week in particular disassociating from their bodies a little bit. And it makes sense because I think especially if you are paying attention to the news and how much violence and seeing these images all over social media, it is really hard to process that information and then like go to work and try and have a normal day at work and try and be a parent and have a normal parenting situation and be a partner and a friend and all these things. So I think that people are struggling and it is coming up in food. It's coming up in people just not being really connected to themselves. So I wanted to remind people some things that we can do to connect back to ourselves. So the first thing that I have always talked about is this idea of paying attention to what you're eating while you're eating. A really easy thing to do for this, again, we talked about this a bunch, but I do think it bears repeating, is you can eat with your non-dominant hand. It really does take you out of that cruise control eating and it kind of is a hack for helping you focus on what you're eating while you're eating. You can kind of savor 
the flavors that are going on and feel the sensations in your body. It's something I really, really recommend. The next thing is putting food on a plate. I know it seems really simplistic, but I think a lot of us take these kind of little bites out of the fridge or out of the pantry, just over the sink. A lot of moms I knew do that, but a lot of just busy people in general do that. And I think that if you want something and it's worth it to you, no matter what it is, then put it on a plate slowly eat it, enjoy it. It's really important. It's really simple, but it's something I really, really believe in. The next is checking in with yourself with hunger while you're eating. We've talked about this idea that I think just about everyone knows what it feels like to overeat. And in a really non-judgmental way, you can kind of think back to when that was and what that felt like. For me, it feels like that overstuffed suitcase feeling. And even if what you were eating was amazing and delicious, it ends up just really not feeling good. So I think that we can hold on to that feeling. And then we all know what it feels like to be really hungry. But I think the thing that we have a really hard time with is this idea of what does it mean to be 25% full? What does it mean to be 50% full? What does it mean to be 75% full? And it might not come supernaturally right away, but I think the act of just trying to gauge that hunger is really, really helpful. And it's something that I really recommend in my practice. And I really recommend to you guys now, if, if any of this is resonating and you're feeling like you might be disassociating a little bit from your body, those could be really, really helpful. I also really, if you have access to a weighted blanket, I find that really helpful in terms of just like feeling really in your body. And then we talked about recently this idea of a weighted vest. This is something that for a long time we've given to kids who have a hard time like self-regulating and feeling really in their bodies. And it's also something that people are now using to like walk in and use. And I I do think it helps kind of connect you back to your body because having that weight on you gives you that proprioception. And it's something I really believe in. And I can link that again if you guys are interested. And then lastly, because I do do the shit that I'm loving after every solo episode, there are two really specific things that I'm absolutely loving right now. I have been making these sweet potatoes. I learned this technique from my friend, Nicole, who runs Bonberry. And she's just like one of my favorite home cooks. She just cooks a lot for her family. And it's really not like fancy stuff for Instagram. It's just really practical stuff. So I love having a sweet potato in the morning. Most mornings I have a sweet potato. I've talked about this before, but what she does is she takes a sweet potato. I love the Japanese sweet potatoes. I also love the purple sweet potatoes. And she wraps them up individually in parchment paper. She does it kind of like a candy wrapper so that there's no air escaping. And she does a bunch and she just fits them into like a baking dish. So just there's no air that's going to get out. And she bakes them at 425 for an hour and 15 minutes. I've been doing this like twice a week. I absolutely love this. It comes out so perfect, like the consistency of the sweet potato. And then in the morning, I take it out. It's already been cooked. And then I air fry that in my air fryer for 380 for five minutes. And it the 
skin gets a little crispy. And then I will put peanut butter on that. I will put cinnamon on that. If I wasn't allergic to eggs, I would love having eggs with that. But I end up usually having like a chicken sausage, an avocado, like healthy fat with that. It's so, so lovely. It's something that I do that makes me feel like I'm taking such good care of myself and it makes my mornings a lot easier. You can also then, if you wanted to, you could blend that and make like a sweet potato puree. If you wanted to add like cashew milk I've done with it and like pumpkin pie spice, that's really good. And you can also blend it and use it to make pancakes. And Oliver really likes those. And then the other thing that I'm bringing back, and maybe it never left, but it left kind of my household as something I was buying, but anchovies. If you are an anchovy person, it adds so much flavor. And I had kind of forgotten about them. And then last week I had talked about my friend Micah's amazing product, Pasture Project, which is the spatchcocked pre-marinated chickens. And I was looking at the ingredients and one, the one that I love has anchovy paste in it. And I was like, Micah, you genius. And the reason why is because that is such an easy way to add in so much flavor and so much umami. And I have been putting it in a lot of salad dressings. It's always like very famously in like Caesar salad dressing, but I've been playing around with it a ton And I also had it recently on like a grain-free cracker and it was really lovely. So I don't know, maybe it's time to bring back anchovies in your life if they've been away and it's something that you might enjoy. And the other thing that I'm coming back to a lot is that idea of the dopamine menu for anyone that doesn't remember or didn't hear that episode. It's the idea of these little things that really help us and make us feel really centered, but they're so little that we kind of don't have them written down or really think about them. So for me, it's taking a shower, exfoliating the shit out of my feet, putting like really thick moisturizer on and then sleeping in socks. And then the next day my feet are like really soft. Like that's something that makes me feel so good. It's so minor because it's like, I'm going to take a shower no matter what. So it is such a low lift, but it actually really does help my mood. I also feel like dry brushing is really helpful for that. Massaging oil into your skin after shower is really helpful for that. But there's also for so many people that wrote in and told me about their dopamine menu, a lot of it had to do with something creative and specifically something creative that has no stakes. So I think there's a lot of people with creative professions and where their art could potentially be their income. And so I think when that is the case, art isn't able to sometimes just be art. And I found that for so many people like doodling or watercolors or collaging was really, really helpful. And it's one of those things that you can kind of forget to do, especially if you're in a low mood. But if you have a little set and you have 10 minutes it actually really can downshift you. And there is research for that. I actually interviewed this amazing woman, Barry Stein. She actually has this company called Art Life Practice and they now have like a little doodle kit. That is an amazing, amazing, amazing thing that if you could like get as a gift or even gift yourself, you could also obviously get, you know, a pen and paper and colored pencils, anything, but I think making it easier for yourself to have a creative practice to kind of go to when you need it. For me, there's also a huge music component. I love discovering new music on Spotify or I will 
make playlists and it's just really soothing for me. A lot of times I'll like make them for someone else and it feels like sweet and it feels thoughtful and everyone always really appreciates it. And I feel like the act of both like sort, like finding the music, enjoying the music, sorting it and then giving it away is like very helpful to me. So I'm curious to know if you have any that you are into. I loved seeing your dopamine menus and maybe now is the time to like really, really double down on that. The other thing that I'm really loving is a beauty thing. Listen, we're all obsessed with our eyebrows right now and I'm really into it. I definitely look and feel best when my eyebrows are like flurfed and fluffed and full. But I'm a little freaked out by the lamination of it all because I feel like the hair is getting kind of fried. I don't know if you're into it. God bless. I support you on your journey. I really like when my eyebrows look like that, but I'm afraid for the eyebrow hair. So anyways, I found this product. It it looks almost like it's mascara, but it is for your eyebrows and it is castor oil and it is supposed to help your eyebrows grow really thick. And it is also really helpful in kind of like slurping them up. I'm really into, I'm going to link, I got it on Amazon. It's cool. It's like organic, it's castor oil, but I feel like it's been good for my eyebrows. And even if you are into lamination, the whole thing, I feel like it's good to moisturize them, especially because they're getting a little frizzled. So I'll be sure to have that in the episode description. That's the show. I hope this has been helpful. It feels helpful to me to be of service in this way and just to be able to like talk about things that could potentially help someone else. And I will say again, you know, last week we did that breath work exercise at the end of the episode. It's something that I've been coming back to a ton. So I felt like we'd end the episode that way. So what Ashley Neese taught me was put a hand on your heart and a hand on your belly. And then we breathe in through our nose for four counts. And then we hold that for four counts. And then we breathe out through our mouths for four counts. And then we hold that for four counts. So I thought I would do three of those breaths right now. And if you're driving or you're a place where you can't put your hand on your heart or your hand on your belly, maybe you could just breathe with us. And yeah, let's start. Thank you so much. I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to Good Instincts, hosted and written by me, Shira Barlow. You can find me on Instagram at Shira underscore RD. Good Instincts is a Dear Media Daily Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.